Are you looking for the truth? Then welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the latest edition of Foolish Ministries. Biblical prophecy, past, present, and future. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever with your host, Robert Paulson. If this is your first time listening, we want to welcome you to visit our website, foolishministries.com where you can subscribe to alerts and see all of our latest biblical prophecy videos and news all right and welcome back today's title is did abraham meet jesus did abraham meet jesus uh which would be pretty hard obviously because uh The book of Genesis, which records Abraham's life, was written 1,500 years before Jesus was born. Abraham himself was born 2,150 years or so before our Lord Jesus Christ was born. Um, And so I want to answer this question today. Did Abraham meet Jesus? Um, Before I do that, I just want to explain what I'm trying to do here. In Luke chapter 24, it's recorded that... Uh, Jesus himself, after his resurrection, met two people uh, on the road to Emos. And it says, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And after he had done that and left later on, they said to each other, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So finding Jesus in the Old Testament, that's how I got saved. That's why I'm so passionate about this. Whenever I'm doing it, I'm always looking and hoping that one of the scriptures I pick are one of the ones he mentioned on the road to Emos, where the New Testament wasn't written yet. So he was just taking the Old Testament, all of it, and showing uh, showing them how it led to him. And so before I do that, I just want to explain a couple Hebrew words. We're going to be talking about Abraham today. Uh, The first is the word in Hebrew for Lord. It's Yahweh. Uh, Yahweh is the Lord. Um, And then God is El. So El is God. Now, Elohim, that's a very special word. Elohim is the plural form of God. It's not really God's plural, you know, although it almost sounds like that. It's one God in plurality. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, The first way God introduced himself to mankind was in the beginning, Elohim. In the beginning, God, plural, right? And that's that's so important. So we'll come back to that more later. Um, And so when we're saying, did Abraham meet Jesus? uh, I want to keep a few verses in the back of our head throughout the whole study. In the book of Exodus, written at the same time as the book of Genesis, it says, uh, God said to Moses, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And John in the New Testament says, no one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. And so no one has actually seen God or can see God. And yet the Old Testament, and certainly the New Testament, has us seeing our Lord quite often, right? So I want to break this down, uh, that you know, did Abraham actually meet and see Jesus? Because the Old Testament says he certainly saw God and, and the Lord, Yahweh. I'll, I'll get to that more in a minute. Um, but just so you know, I'm not, you know, pulling a rabbit out of a hat here. 
in Jude, in the New Testament, Jude gives us an example of applying Jesus to something God did in the Old Testament, because Jesus is God. Um, Just a quick example, I'm not going to really expound on it. He says in Jude 5, I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, this is, you know, the Hebrews coming out of Egypt to become the nation of Israel, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And so he's saying Jesus saved people out of the land of Egypt, not Moses, uh, not even necessarily Yahweh. He's saying Jesus, and he's attributing to the fact that Jesus is Lord, and therefore Jesus is God. And so that's, you know, that's just a good parallel to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, But what we're going to be focusing on today is how did God reveal himself to Abraham? So we're not going to be digging too deep into the stories but we're going to you know, try and learn something new about God today. How did God reveal himself to Abraham? And so here's the first time, not necessarily the first time he revealed himself. I've got a couple examples here. So in Genesis chapter 17, it says Abram was 99 years old. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Now, it's really important to understand before this, Genesis records that the word of the Lord came to Abram, right? But this is different. It's saying uh, in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 to 3, the Lord, Yahweh, appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I'll make a covenant with you. Uh, He'll multiply him exceedingly. It says, then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. That's the Elohim or the El right? So God talked with him, okay? So that's huge. Um, That's just one example there. So Yahweh, the Lord, uh, shows up and says, I'm almighty God, and then God talked with him. So that's really important, right? Because remember, no one can see God, right? This is a mystery, and how this mystery has unfolded throughout the millennia uh, really fascinates me. I hope it fascinates you too. So now we're going to jump to another... uh, what what most people would believe is a pre-incarnate appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is Genesis chapter 18. This is the, the crux of the sermon today. This is going to be the main point. And so I'm going to read through it. It says, Then the Lord, Yahweh, appeared to him, Abraham, by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So the Lord's, you know, underneath or near a tree, right? And so Almighty God's near a tree, right? It's not, you know, like he's showing up out of the clouds. Uh, So he lifted his eyes, Abram, and looked, and behold, three men were... I'm just going to leave it at that for now. We'll, We'll get more into it in a bit. And he said, my Lord... Now, that could just mean my master. And I think, since it's already clearly, Genesis has already clearly shown us that Yahweh appeared. We know that the Bible is the word of God. So the first verse says, Yahweh appeared. And now when Abram is saying, my Lord, this is saying he might not recognize this is Yahweh yet, but that doesn't matter because it's already been recorded that this is Yahweh and this is the Lord. And so he says, my Lord, if I've now found favor in your sight, don't pass on by your servant. 
Let a little water be brought, wash your feet, and rest under the tree. Going on, he says, uh, I'll bring you a morsel of bread uh, that, you know, you can have it, you can eat it. And the men say, do as you have said. So they're going to, you know, they're going to eat with Abraham. Uh, so Abraham hurried to his tent, to Sarah, his wife. He said, make some food, make some cakes, make some bread. He also ran to his herd. He took a, a tender, good calf, a, a lamb. He gave it to a young man and they prepared it with butter. So they prepared a meal for these three men and they set it before them and he stood by them and they ate. And this is revealing that this is Yahweh, right? Like it's already in Genesis 18.1, it says Yahweh appeared and there are three men there, right? And so th there's been different examples of what people think the three men are. I think the scripture is abundantly clear. One of them is the Lord, almighty God, Yahweh. One and the other two are most likely just angels. And if you read on, they're going to be the two angels that, that play a part in, in the destruction of, of Sodom and Gomorrah in, in Genesis chapter 19, but we won't get into that today. Um, so they're eating with him, right? Then they say to him, where is Sarah, your wife? Uh, so he said, she's here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you. This is Yahweh. I'll certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now, Sarah was listening in the tent door, uh, which was behind him. So the Lord is saying, I'm coming back at the appointed time. Sarah's going to have a son. Uh, and because Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years, right? We know Abram was over 100. Uh, and, and Sarah, it records, she had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed, and we're going to come back to that later. She laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, lowercase Lord being, you know, Abraham, uh, being old also. And then it says, and it clearly records it for us here, And the Lord, Yahweh, said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I'm old? Uh, and then... He says, Yahweh says, is anything too hard for the Lord, for Yahweh? Question mark, right? As in nothing's too hard for me. If her womb is barren, I can uh, certainly bring a baby there. I created the universe, right? So he says, at the appointed time, I'll return uh, to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Uh, but Sarah denied it, saying, I didn't laugh, right? So, so the Lord is accusing Sarah, an old woman of laughing. She's saying, I didn't laugh because uh, she was afraid. And then he said, no, but you did laugh. And so that's the end of that. Uh, then further along, uh, Genesis chapter 18, verse 22, it says, then the men turned away, the other two men that were with the Lord, right? Because three men showed up. The men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, right? They're going to go and, and be involved in the whole Sodom and Gomorrah incident, right? But Abraham still stood before the Lord, before Yahweh. And then finally, in Genesis 18.33, it says, uh, at the end of this conversation, Abraham is pleading, uh, you know, if you could just find 10 righteous men, can you spare the city, right? After that conversation, it says, the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham. Doesn't say he ascended into heaven or some cloud, it just says he went his way, he walked away, right? And so I want to break down a couple really key points. I want to talk about uh, Abraham eating with God and Sarah laughing at God. And I think those are really important points. And so 
Uh, Genesis 18, 8, you know, he took the butter and the milk and the calf he prepared, he set it before them, and they ate, okay? And I think there's an amazing parallel here between Yahweh the Lord, and I understand this is a mystery. This is, this is uh, taking place 2,000 years before Jesus is born, and 2,000 years before Jesus is written, even written about, right? Um, and so, or in the New Testament at least. And so somehow Almighty God is eating with Abraham underneath a tree or near the tree, the terebinth tree. But look at this amazing parallel. In Luke chapter 24, uh, you see Jesus, after he had risen from the dead, he shows himself to his disciples. He says, uh, because they can't believe it's him. They can't believe. He says, behold, my hands and my feet, it's myself. Handle me and see me for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy, that's so important. It says, while they still did not believe for joy. So they're happy, they're excited, but they cannot believe this is Jesus. They've seen the pierced hands and the pierced feet. They're marveling. They couldn't believe though, it records. And then he said to them, have you any food here? right? He's trying to convince them, I'm really a human being, right? You know, Jesus Christ is fully man and fully God. And it says in in verse 42 through 44, they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and he ate in their presence. And then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all the things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, concerning me. And so you see, he's telling you here, the whole Bible, the law of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, some of the earliest literature to mankind (laughs) uh, are all about Jesus. He's making it clear to us. And so I see a huge parallel between Genesis, you know, 18, eight, where God is eating with Abraham. And then Luke chapter 24, where they're eating with Jesus. And he records that once here, and then another incident of eating in John, uh, I believe, chapter 20. And so that's important. It's, it's important to understand Jesus Christ is saying, yes, I'm fully man, but I'm also the son of God, right? And so fully man, fully God. That's huge. One more thing that I think is so important that we pick up on, I, I think it might even be more important, uh, chapter uh, Genesis 18 again, verses 13 to 14, it says, The Lord Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Right? Th- that's huge. And then Sarah says, No, no, I didn't laugh. And he says, No, but you did laugh. And it does say she was afraid here. But listen, This is certainly depicting to us that Almighty God is cloaking or veiling his power, his glory. Because even though she was a little afraid and said, oh, no, I didn't laugh, I don't think it's like, for example, God revealed himself on Mount Horeb to the entire nation of Israel. He was a cloud with lightning and fire. Grown men and warriors like fled from it and said, like, stop talking. Tell God to go away. He's too scary. And here you have like a hundred year old woman laughing at God. And so I, I certainly think this is a picture to us, not just because God, you know, the Lord ate with Abraham, but also because an old lady laughed at him. I think it's showing us that, yes, this is almighty God, 
but he's veiling his power, right? Or else, I mean, if you really saw God, you would drop dead in terror, let alone laugh at him, right? And so I just want to draw that parallel. I think it's key, uh, clear here that uh, God's power is veiled. Um, and so that's important. Moving on to Genesis chapter 21, Sarah has the promised son. The promised son is Isaac, right? And he gets circumcised and they go through and, and you know, a couple of verses just explaining that. But then Sarah said, this is so important. She links God to all of this, Elohim, right? And Sarah said, God, Elohim, has made me laugh. Guys, the name, uh, the name Isaac, her son, it literally means in Hebrew, he laughs. And so Sarah said, God, Elohim, has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. <laughs> and she also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Question mark. For I have borne him a son in his old age. She's linking Yahweh with Elohim here. She's saying clearly the Lord is God. She's saying God made me laugh. And who's the one that would say I would nurse children when I'm like 100 years old? It was the Lord. It was Yahweh, right? And that's exactly how scripture shows it to us. And so I think it's important that that word is used there, Elohim. God has made me laugh. The same creator God in Genesis 1-1 showed up, you know, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, showed up and ate a meal with Abram and, or Abraham. And Sarah, whatever form this being took, Sarah was able to laugh at it without, you know, being terrified, right? And she was afraid, it does say that, but I don't think it was, uh, you know, a, a terror that she would normally have. So I think we should just pick up on that. And so now I kind of want to, break down what I think is happening here. Back to John 1.18, it says, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. And all the way back in the Old Testament, same time frame in Exodus, uh, God says to Moses, uh, Moses wanted to see his glory, see the glory of God, the power, the majesty. But God said, You cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. And this can really cause problems with your faith. For me, before I was saved, when I was reading this, I was like, how is Jesus God? You can't see him. You know, nobody has seen God. But then when you look in the Old Testament, if you just go back to it, you realize, wait, there's all these appearances of God in the Old Testament of the angel of the Lord, of, you know, Yahweh underneath the terebinth trees eating with Abraham. So it's like, when Exodus and then John say, you know, when Moses in Exodus and then John in John chapter 1 verse 18 say no one has seen God, how do we make sense of this? And this is the mystery, right, from the foundation of the universe. This wasn't revealed all the way back when. It was slowly being revealed and then fully revealed in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in 114, and, and the Word became flesh. God became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, His only divine Son, full of grace and truth. And then in John chapter 8, Jesus said, Your father Abraham, he rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? They're talking to Jesus. 
And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. That is the covenant name of God, one of his most sacred names. I am. He is, Jesus Christ is the eternally, you know, existent God in human flesh, right? And so that I think is so powerful that Jesus, I think, is drawing this parallel here. And this is a mystery because our Lord Jesus Christ did come according to the flesh. There was a moment in time Jesus Christ was born into humanity and since then, he has died, risen again, and he lives in time, right? And that's important, and that's a mystery that you can never fully unpack. And yet, when he first came, everyone rejected him. But if they had just been in their own law and in their own prophecies and paying attention to the testimonies in their own Bible, they would see that, hey, God really is going to come with us. I mean, the name Emmanuel means God with us. Like God is going to tabernacle with us. He's going to take on a human body. I'm sure somebody, if it was like 10 years before Christ came, could have said, hey, maybe somebody's going to come just like God came to Abraham. Maybe, you know, Yahweh will come that way to us. And you could have put it together. And that's why there was a faithful remnant that believed on Christ, right? And so that's, that's just so key. It, it is a mystery, right? But I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, is all the Old Testament. Since the Bible says no one has seen God and the Son reveals the Father or declares Him, declares God, I think all the Old Testament, every time it says we see God or we see the Lord, I believe it is always the Son of God, right? I mean, Isaiah sees Him, the nation of Israel, uh, 70 of their elders go and eat with, you know, God, uh, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden, God, the Lord was walking with them, Abraham underneath the tree, the angel of the Lord, all these things, I think they are all the son of God. And I think Jesus Christ is the incarnate, the, the son of God and the son of man, right? And so I know that's a mystery, uh, but I think, you know, the Bible shows it pretty clearly. Uh, one final verse from Matthew 11, uh, verses 27 and 28. Um, Jesus said, All things, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. So the Father leads you to the Son. He draws you towards the Son, and then the Son reveals the Father to you, okay? And then Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And it's just like the transfiguration, right? You see the, you know, Jesus Christ, he pulls back the veil that is his flesh, and they see the glory of God. I will never be able to explain what happened to me when I got saved, but, and, and I think God probably thinks it's kind of adorable, me trying to explain it, Right? But I know that one day I could not get out of my human imagination. I just saw Jesus as a man, and he is a man. And the next day, it was like I could see into uh, inside of him that he was God, right? You know, the Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And so if you're struggling with that, if you're you know, having trouble understanding the Old Testament with the New Testament or having trouble wrapping around, you know, around God or you're not sure you have faith, um, I really hope this helps you. I hope you see that you have to go to Jesus Christ, right? Fully man and fully God, the Son of God. 
he will reveal the Father to you, okay? He will reveal to you. Jesus Christ can reveal to you who God is, right? And, and so I think that's so important because God is one eternally existent being. He is so outside of imagination. We could never even, I mean, how can you fathom something who created your eye and everything you've ever seen, every beautiful sunset, how could you describe somebody that created your mind and your imagination? If he created your imagination, how could you imagine him? And so there's no access to God unless he reveals himself. And God has revealed himself in three persons, okay? He is one being, one God, right? But we don't even know what a God is. But we know God is a father. And since he's a father, he has a son. So God is a father, God is a son, and God is a Holy Spirit. And so I hope, this, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Um, and so that was the goal is, did Abraham meet Jesus? It's really up to you who you want to say he met underneath that tree. But I, I, me personally, and if you look at all the church fathers as well, they agreed. I think uh, Abraham clearly did meet Jesus Christ that day. Have a great day.